Hey everybody, I'm Scott and this is Tangents. Well, as always lately, I have a very limited amount of time to make this. Um, probably for the best in some sense. I mean, without constraints, um, I just go on forever. It's kind of a problem. Uh, in fact, it's probably, you know, if I'm going to apply some criticism to myself here, um, there are certain things that I do that kind of get in my own way. One of them is being just absurdly verbose, going on much too long, not really getting to the point. It's kind of a weird thing in the sense that the whole theme of this is what I do, but it also means that uh, the number of people who are going to find it appealing is very limited, uh, which is, is fine given that I'm not really trying to build a huge audience here. But you could certainly argue, like if I wanted to do that, um, probably tighten it up, probably, you know, get rid of, probably, frankly, get rid of the tangents, which would completely undermine the whole thing. Um, so, normally, here's another thing I could do. I could edit that out, but I kind of want to leave it in because what the fuck, dudes? Like, I, I gotta tell you, like, there are certain things that just bug the shit out of me. And a lot of the things, there are things that are like deep fundamental problems that need to be resolved. Like the fucking police um, basically being terrorist gangs out roaming the streets, killing people. That's a thing that is a major societal problem that needs to be fixed. Um, Trump. Probably, you know, the whole fucking GOP. A lot of problems with the Democrats. Like, these are things that need to be fixed. But there's also so much stuff where it's just individuals being inconsiderate assholes. And I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm tired of certain, certain things. I mean, like, you know, you see these people with giant trucks. Well, this is fucking annoying. I, um... This time, logic didn't crash, my computer didn't crash, but something happened in either logic or who knows what. Uh, whatever it is, it uh, just stopped recording and gave me a notice that it stopped recording. So I apologize greatly for the quality of the sound um, from here on, but it is what it is. It's from the camera, um, and the camera does not have a great mic. I probably need to work on that. Um, so anyway, thanks again for listening, and uh, please accept my great apology for this. I got a big fucking truck. And, I mean, I get it. You like your truck. And in your mind, maybe it's practical. For some of them, they actually do need a truck. You know, there are people who tote shit. There are people who are actually in construction. There are people who are doing lawn maintenance and things like this. But the bulk of people who have these big fucking trucks just don't need it. It's And it's not just they don't need it. It's like, you know, even if you argue, and I, of course, I don't need to fly. You know, I can't, this is where I'm coming from, just to, you know, I'm, I'm flying, I'm burning a lot of extra gas, I'm doing things that don't need to be done. So I can't really criticize for people for saying, for doing things that they don't need, except in the sense that, uh, or I guess I can, but you hypocrite. But 
at the same time, this is like how many people are flying versus how many people, you know, like a good solid chunk. I don't know if it's a third of the country or even more perhaps that really like these big fucking trucks, uh, take up a lot of space on the road. Uh, one of the most obnoxious things actually is that they, they have their lights like lifted up. So if you have a normal sized car or even one of the older trucks, that is a normal sized truck. Uh, if you look at like a Toyota from 20 years ago and you see it next to these things like the, the 2020 trucks where the truck itself off the line is basically lifted and like fucking cab is up here. I mean, it actually is a joke. And at some point in the future, uh, people will look back at this and just roll their eyes. Like what the fuck was, were people doing? It's not even like you're judging them so much as just, come on guys, what the fuck? I don't know. I, but again, the lights are really high, which is great for you, but it also means you're blinding other drivers. There's almost an arms race where, you know, people keep getting in these bigger and bigger vehicles. And then, you know, despite the fact that statistically the bigger ones tend still to be less safe, people's perception of relative risk is not, it's, it's not at all connected to reality. So people feel like, oh, I'm in, a, I'm in a tiny car. I need to get my own big truck. I need to get my own SUV or whatever the fuck. And then you just keep getting bigger and bigger vehicles for no, no big reason. You know, I mean, it's not like they're dramatically more comfortable. A lot of these cabs, I mean, they're, they're okay, but there are small cars that have much more comfortable cabs, cabins than some of these trucks. It, it's like, it's just like you have trouble if you're an older person or a smaller framed person, like often, ridiculously often, I will see a tiny woman in one of these trucks and you watch her get in and it's like a comedy. I mean, it's like some kind of slapstick. Like, come on, come on, what the fuck are you doing? Now I assume, maybe this is just sexist, but I assume her husband has the truck and then she's driving it for him. It's just weird, it's just silly. Um, and, and actually, I know somebody, so I don't think I'm gonna use their name, but my sister has a friend from medical school. I guess they knew each other before medical school, but ended up going to medical school together. She and her husband live in Tucson, and he had to have a big truck, big fucking truck. Uh, and she had like a modest, uh, you know, like a five series BMW, something like that. You know, like a sedan kind of is probably excessive, but you know, not that bad. But he didn't want, I mean, it's kind of fucking absurd. He didn't want to leave that car like out exposed or something. I don't even know the story. Whatever the story is, he ends up driving the tiny car all the time. And I say tiny, it's a big car actually by reasonable standards, but to Americans, America, it's a tiny car. Um, he ends up driving the, the small car that he had to have, or when he had to have the big truck. She ends up driving, she, who is pretty short, ends up driving this big truck. Uh, and it's just, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's like the fuel economy is terrible for no good reason. It's not you. It's not useful at all. I mean, I, I've driven a Prius for, uh, I think I got my first one in 2008. And I'm not saying it's a perfect vehicle by any means, but when you look at my fuel economy versus the fuel economy of one of these giant fucking trucks, 
and you look at the safety ratings and you look at uh, just like get in my car, which is not a big car. Uh, maybe it looks a little odd to some people. But to me, actually, I kind of like the way it looks. Uh, the newer ones look a little weird, but yeah, I, I think it's a decent looking car. But you get in there and it's actually pretty comfortable. Pretty, pretty spacious, in fact. I've been in some of these trucks and it's like, what? how is this vehicle this big? And it's so cramped in here. And this is like this like giant oversized hulking vehicle. Uh, it just, it just bugs the shit out of me. Um, you know, and of course, it's a free country. You can do what you want. But why do you have to be a dick? Why do you have to be a dick about it? I, I just don't. And, and like the vehicle itself is, it's like the whole vehicle is a statement. It is like, I'm a dick. I'm just, you know, fuck everybody else. And I get, I'm a big truck and I'm a big boy. And I got to get, you know, I mean, come on, come on, guys. Give it the fuck up. Really? Man, I, I gotta tell you, I was on, uh, I've been getting a lot of takeout because I'm kind of too lazy to, to cook. Um, I like cooking, but there's a lot of stuff around it that just takes time and prep and all of this. Um, I was, I guess it was at Payway, picking something up. I have mixed feelings about the company, to be honest. But, you know, they have decent, um, actually pretty good tofu and yeah, decent-ish veggie options and stuff. So, um, I, I can't. Can't say I mind it. Go there at least probably once a week. I go a few days ago and all these fucking people, I mean, first off, the people with masks, yeah, which I understand. The mask is not the most pleasant thing in the world. It's annoying. It's not, I don't love it. It looks dorky. But yeah, it's just out of respect for other people. When you see how much shit, like, I, I, I kind of wish I had one of these laser arrays here just so that you can see as I'm talking. And I think relative to most people, I'm not a spitter. Like I don't, I'm not like flinging a mist like it as much as the average person. I'm kind of like at the low end of that. And yet for me, I regularly will see it. You know, you'll see something like if you pay attention and that's what you're aware of, there's much more that you don't see. And then there are some people who just like every other fucking word just pew, pew, pew. and I mean, you're just sitting there and you're talking to them under normal circumstances and you're getting like, dude, come on, what the fuck? Wear a fucking like, I mean, I, before, before the pandemic, I wanted some people to wear masks and frankly, you know, I don't know. I mean, it depends on what you're doing, but if you go to, for example, the, one of the horrors of, of the modern world for me. You go to a buffet um, and you watch people. It's just so fucking disgusting. Like human beings, and I include myself. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm above everybody else. I include myself in this. I am particularly aware of aseptic technique. I am aware of how to avoid contaminating things, all this kind of stuff. And I see the mistakes that I make. I see the stuff that I do. Uh, like if I go to a salsa bar, it it's not like often, it's not like every time I do dumb shit because, you know, I'm trying to hold something in and do something aseptically and then you just make a little mistake. And I'm trying and I've always tried 
uh, certainly as long as I've been aware of this stuff and, and had training. And then I see other people and it's like, oh my fucking God. Like how, the, the only reason that we're not sick constantly is that we do have immune systems and yeah. And then you have, there is an element of, oh, well, you have to be tough and have, you know, it's good that you have fecal contamination and everything because it's like, eh, not really. I mean, come on. It's, you do need some small amount of um, re-inoculation, shall we say, but you don't need like mist of random shit from everybody in the world. So anyway, I'm, I'm at Payway and I'm outside and I'm watching the people with the fucking masks get outside. They take the mask off. Like, come on, just leave the fucking mask on. The whole point is not that you're not getting it on people, getting your, your human mist on people inside. I mean, that's part of the point, but it's also like, you know, you're outside and we're in relatively close proximity. And this is another thing, you know, like I'm, I'm sitting here trying to dodge people because there are five or six people outside. I must've come at a popular time. All these people outside and they're all like, you know, like nobody is maintaining any semblance of distance. And like the best guy had his nose, like, I don't know if he dropped it down or if it just happened. Um, it has happened to me once that I've noticed a mask slip, slipped down below my nose and I fixed it immediately. This guy, yeah, I think he did it on purpose. But then you get all these other people that are like taking the fucking things off. They're all, I'm not saying they're on top of me, but they basically feel on top of me. And then this woman with a, um, in, in fairness, I think she had a mental, I think she probably had like a diagnosable mental illness. Uh, you know, just judging from, I am not a clinician, not a, I have a PhD, but not, um, not psychology, not a psychologist, psychiatrist, any of this stuff. Um, but, but, you know, there are certain people where you look at them and you're like, there's something wrong with you. Like, I don't know what it is. I think there's something probably wrong. And it, this was independent of the fact that she had a red um, Women for Trump shirt. Um, yeah, so that's great. She had a dog, little fucking dog. Uh, she's just got off leash, of course, running around, going up to people. And yeah, I mean, I'm just like, and, and she's taking it inside. She gets all huffy because the woman behind the counter is like, you know, I'm sorry, ma'am. Very, very friendly and nice, but you can't be in here without a mask. And then the woman inside, like she goes outside. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost comical, but fucking annoying. And then the woman from the inside, like a couple minutes later comes out and offers her a mask, you know, um, which I kind of like because Absent that, you know, maybe somebody legitimately just doesn't have access to a mask. You haven't been able to figure that one out. Um, but here, have a mask. You know, it's just, um, I like it because it is, it's one of these things where it's kind of like a, uh, it's a little potentially almost a fuck you, but it's extremely plausibly deniable. And it could very easily be like, sincerely, I'm trying to help you. Um, because my impulse when I see somebody without a mask is like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what the fuck? Why, why? I want to, I aspire almost to be the Larry David character, um, where you just go up to somebody like, what, come on, what the fuck? Just put on the fucking mask. Um, not quite there yet, but I'm 
I feel myself inching toward it. And then, yeah, this woman comes out and it's like, you know, here's the mask. And you can do it and be very sincere about it. And you can even legitimately mean it. But there's an element um, of fuck you in the sense that, like, put on the fucking mask. Just put it. So I like that. Um, it's just something that, uh, yeah. But anyway, you see this and it's just such a problem. And so much of it is unnecessary. You know, it's, this is the thing that gets me. Like, almost all, if you go through your daily life, there are a lot of things where there are needless impediments. Things that are just roadblocks that are there for no good reason. And when you really think about it, a lot, like some of these things are legitimate things. Like if I go through my life, most of the stuff that I do on a daily basis is there's some technical problem, some challenge, some engineering issue, gotta figure it out. And then it's fucking impossible and a pain in the ass. And then you kind of chip away and you figure it out and then it's easy. That is a legitimate problem though. That's a thing where like there's a reason for that to be challenging, right? But when it's somebody just getting in the way for no good reason, uh, the, the classical one that I get to is I'm on the road. I'm, I'm sure I've talked about this many times, but on the road and I'm in the right lane. I want to turn right. Somebody in front of me. Now, in fairness, the road itself is rude because it has plenty of space to have a turn lane, but there's no turn lane. So I think the best way to enforce this kind of stuff is like to have the system set up so that it just intrinsically kind of takes care of itself and gives people um, almost no option. Like in order to be a dick there and block somebody from turning, you'd have to get in the turn lane when you're not turning. Yeah, you could do that. But absent that, I'm turning right in the right lane. There's somebody stopped at the light um, in the same lane. There's plenty of space to the left. I intentionally, whenever I come up to a light, come over, if I'm not turning and I'm in the right lane and there's no right turn lane, I go over one. And the reason I do it is because if there's somebody behind me turning, I don't want to be a dick. And again, you know, like, okay, it's what, a minute of their life that they have to wait behind you. Not a big deal, but it's still like a little fucking flick in the face. Not a big deal, but you get flicked in the face over and over and over again by these little not big deal things. And it ends up just being annoying and it's like frustrating. I, I don't know. I, I feel like this is something that, um, I don't know if it's something that we need to be taught or if it's something that people are actively learning the opposite lesson. Uh, I like to think optim optimistically. I like to think that people just are, it's not that they're intentionally being rude. It's that they're not thinking about it. Even, even the woman for Trump, um, I'm going to call her crazy woman. Um, hopefully not. Well, yeah. I, I've, I've said this before, but uh, my PhD psychologist, ah, the one that I see, uh, has said that she says this as well. So I feel some liberty in saying crazy person, um, you know, and not being ableist. I understand that, that I, I, I used to feel a little bit weird and guilty about it. But there are some people where you're just like, this is a crazy person, uh, which is not a clinical thing. And I'm not saying, uh, I'm not trying to disparage people who actually had mental illness. 
And I am kind of saying I think this person has mental illness of some sort. But nonetheless, all of that said, this crazy woman with the women for Trump thing, um, yeah, I, I even think that like someone like this is not necessarily, like they don't realize what they're doing. Um, now, I, I do understand there are people who are volitionally dicks. You know, there are people, one of the things that, so back to driving a Prius, um, I'm driving a Prius around and most people, most of the time are cool. Most people, most of the time do not give a fuck. Like they're just going about their business and you know, you're just another car on the road. They don't care. And occasionally, actually, I have a Black Lives Matter, had that for quite a while and a Medicare for all sticker. I'm not a sticker guy, but I've had both of those for various reasons on the back of my car. Recently, I've had a couple people like stop me and say, hey, thanks, and give me a thumbs up um, for those. But I've had them there for a while. Uh, but in the tangent, most people just don't care. You know, it's just like, just they, they, they're focused on their own shit. But occasionally, and by occasionally, I mean literally a couple times a week. Is that occasional? Is that often? Depends on, you know, like in terms of actual people on the street. It's a small, small fraction, but it, it's a small fraction out of a large number. So it ends up being, you know, a decent number of people. I'll get somebody in, always the guy in the big fucking truck, um, or sometimes like a Dodge, little black Dodge Charger or something. Uh, super common, you'll see something like this, and, which is bizarre also because you're like, you see that car and you're like, I'm in a fucking Prius, right? And they're next to me and they're revving their engine and racing me and doing all kinds of weird shit. And you're like, come on. I mean, I, th- I feel like I said this last time. I, I definitely say it a lot. If it, It's like picking a fight with an elderly woman. woman. You're going to race me in a Prius. Uh, or, or, I mean, I'm not even participating. So you're in your own mind doing this kind of thing. Either you beat me, in which case, wow, you beat a Prius with your race car or overpowered truck, or you don't beat me, which happens more often than not actually, because, and again, I'm not racing with these people, but the people that think this way, the people that I see do this, um, they don't seem to look more than a half a step ahead. Like they see the, the road immediately in front of them, but they don't notice that when they race, they're going to get boxed in over here. And I'm over here, not even trying to race them. And I can just like sail past because there are no cars in front of me. You know, it, you would think this would be an obvious thing. And I look at it and I'm like, and you see these people and, or, or like big guy, giant fucking truck. Um, you know, kind of thing with the black smoke coming out of his uh, of his thing and it's like giant fucking American flags for no reason um, yeah taking as if his fuel economy was bad enough or wasn't bad enough you gotta gotta make it worse but you have this person and you know they're like racing me and again a few times a week probably more than that I'm just kind of almost like a daily thing. And I'm not driving like constantly, but every day I am out driving eh, 20, 30 minutes, at least probably say once a day. Uh, I, I run into this or if, at least once every other day. 
Uh, depends on where I am too. Like if I'm downtown Phoenix, very rare, relatively speaking. If I'm in Gilbert, more frequent. And if I go up to Queen Creek, uh, where one of my employees lives, um, pretty much every time I go there, I will run into one or two people like this. So it seems to, there's a, there's a gradient of where people are that do this shit. But I'll be out there, guy with the fucking tr the flags and, you know, and then, you know, revving his engine like trying to, I don't know, just do like a little chest thump. And then kind of races me and fucks it up. And then I just drive past him, um, not even trying. It's just like, is this person, so this is getting back to this, that person's probably willfully being a dick. But even then, I kind of think it's just, I don't know, maybe I'm overly optimistic about people, but I kind of think they just have a very small worldview and they're not really, I don't know, they're not enlightened in a tiny bit of, of, of the sense where it's just like, you know, there are other people out there in the world and you don't need to be a dick to everybody. And also, like, I always assume, like, this person's probably got a shitty life. Uh, they're probably, yeah, maybe they've struggled a lot. Maybe they've, whatever the fuck. I assume they have some kind of difficulties. I mean, obviously, they're doing okay. They have a giant truck that's, like, a, uh, yeah, they can go out of their way and modify the truck so that uh, it's loud. Which gets back to the reason that I'm talking about all this for probably, like, a half hour. Asshole outside and his fucking hog comes by. Yeah, for minutes at a time. And again, like, obviously you're doing it on purpose. Obviously you're doing it on purpose. You're being a dick to the neighborhood for no good reason. And, you know, the thing also, like, if you look at the, it's not just that, like, a, Har a Harley gets terrible fuel economy. Uh, it's kind of crazy when you look at it. If you look at, like, a, a, a Kawasaki, or if you look at, at a nice kind of sporty motorcycle, very high power to weight in those things, very efficient, relatively speaking, because they don't need a big engine. They're very quiet and shit ton of acceleration. Yeah, it's, it's actually like, I, I can see why you want to drive that. Um, other than the fact that there's no bubble around you at all. And if anything happens, Kind of fucked, yeah. But other than that, I see the temptation. The Harley thing though, it's like, okay, I'm going to be on a giant, uncomfortable, loud vehicle, which gets worse fuel economy than some trucks. And I'm not shitting you about that. And its emissions are worse. So it's like, okay, it passes emission standards, but terrible in terms of like, on a relative scale, how bad it is. A lot of people will modify it also, you know, to make it even worse. And I mean, it's just like, okay, that's great. You got at least flying, I'm fucking flying, you know? I'm getting something out of it. I'm accomplishing something. You have your hog. You could be riding something that is actually more comfortable um, and has much better performance, much better fuel economy, probably costs less. This is another thing. Harleys are expensive. And it's just, I don't know, I, I get, it just seems sad to me, honestly. Like, it, I, I'm, I'm a poor little white guy. I gotta get my big fucking hog and I gotta get my big truck and I gotta, yeah. 
and come on, dude, just grow the fuck up. It's just, just grow the fuck up. I, 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 I'm tired of it. And that's kind of where I am with that. But anyway, I, I tend to think that people like this have something wrong with them, like the woman for Trump woman, or they're just not, you know, they haven't been raised badly. And I'm sure, you know, like, my dad raised me back. Sure. Getting yeah. I'm, I'm sure if we go into your past, um, certain things could have been much better. I mean, that's true of everybody. But I, I assume probably this kind of person, I don't know. And then also, like, and maybe this is the thing. This is probably one of the things that has me really thinking about this because the car stuff, I can kind of, I mean, I, I, I'm used to it. Not that big of a deal. You ride a, you drive a Prius, you're kind of asking for it a little bit, given the sort of milieu of our society. But, and, and the mask thing is just like people being stupid and assholes. And then like the, the nose thing, I just assume this is trying to, in some small way, assert a little bit of uh, like, I'm not, I'm an individual, I can I don't know, maybe, is it rebellious? Is it, whatever the fuck it is. It, I don't know. Whatever it is, it's just annoying. But I think the thing that really has me irritated about this is, and this is not something that just happened, I mean, this is something that's been in the pipeline for a little while, but Arizona's um, Department of Economic Security, DES, the people who manage, uh, welfare and this kind of stuff, access. They recently, uh, to crack down on people who were abusing the system, uh, they basically froze a bunch of bank accounts for people that were getting direct deposits. And something like 2,500 people, which again, you know, like for the population of Arizona, not that many people, but 2,500 people in absolute numbers, that's a lot of fucking people to have this happen, had their bank accounts frozen. Like these are poor people who have, you know, like no resources, they're on public assistance and yeah, these, these fucking assholes freeze their accounts and basically like, you know, we can't have you, you know, we've got to crack down on people abusing the shit. And you have, and I guess this goes back to the truck people because the truck guy's like, I'm, I'm not white, I'm, I'm, I'm white, I'm not, I'm not privileged, I've had a hard life and all that. Like, yes, on one hand, yeah, kind of, maybe, sure. On the other hand, privilege, it's like atmosphere. You don't feel it because it's always there. But also, also, you're sitting there blaming people who are at the bottom. And by and large, you know, I've talked about this before, but the, the welfare queen archetype is basically imaginary. You know, there's one example of it in you know, decades. And there are small single digit numbers of people who are actually legitimately abusing the system. But the Republican thing, and I'm blaming Republicans here specifically, although because of the neoliberal consensus, Democrats are kind of in on this too. There's this whole thing where it's like, okay, I'm not going to ask why should the government be taking better care of poor people? Uh, why shouldn't we be, you know, covering people who are now out of work in vast numbers and who literally can't work because they're not qualified to do other things and the work that they would be doing uh, puts them in harm's way 
and is stuff like uh, serving at a restaurant, which they're doing now, but you really fucking shouldn't be doing. And so, you know, you get this weird situation where people are kind of blaming the people who are literally at the fucking bottom. Um, even if they were, uh, in air quotes, abusing the system, tiny, tiny fraction of the money that goes to wealthy people who have had every fucking privilege in their life and who, I don't know, I mean, it, it just irritates the shit out of me because you look at this and it's like, okay, we're going to fuck over all these poor people and we're going to blame them. But meanwhile, we're going to give tens of millions of dollars to rich people. Um, just, you know, and a loan that gets forgiven um, and literally trillions of dollars of assistance goes to them. Yeah, it's not, it's not fucking the same. I've talked about this before, but even if people want to just sit at home and, uh, you know, like, I don't know, jack off, play video games, anything that you consider not to be worthwhile, it's a small price to pay to let a few people do that if you're letting other people have a business. You know, I, I, I think about the number of times, like, I, and I wouldn't preface this by saying I'm not complaining. I have a lot of privilege, the fact that I've been able to do this stuff. Um, the fact that I can sit here and talk about this, um, yeah, it's a privilege. But through the course of like leaving a pretty comfortable job to now, I've had times where I've had no money coming in for months. Uh, I've had all of my bills be behind. I've had, you know, like for me, very difficult, uncomfortable situations. Had to live with my sister for a long time because I just had no money. And, you know, it, it's been grindy, right? But compared to the people who, you know, like, and I, I hate bringing them up, but compared to like Trump, who had so much fucking money just poured onto him and then has had so many businesses go bankrupt, his, his claim to fame, yeah, not to keep picking on this motherfucker, can I get? And not to also hold him up like he's some weird example, because he is not the welfare queen. He is exceptional, but not that exceptional. There are a lot of people like him. A lot more people like, there are a lot more Trumps out there than there are, air quotes, welfare queens. This motherfucker is like, big claim to fame is that he had a billion dollars of other people's money that he just poofed away, he lost. And because he had that big loss uh, since then, basically paid no taxes. You know, it's just carried the loss forward, which is one of those things like the pay payroll protection program. It does help people who are really like legitimately starting a business and have expenses and they can't, you know, they need help, but it gets abused so badly by the likes of this motherfucker that you just look at it and you're like, I, you know, you focus on, and, and this is the thing that, I think this is the genesis of a lot of racism and also just hatred of the poor. People in the middle class and sort of, especially like lower middle class, but the middle class throughout, and even some people, you know, kind of across the spectrum, but people are told to blame people with fucking nothing and no power. Uh, when in reality, all of the people with a lot of money and a lot of power are slurping up all the resources 
and taking advantage of things in massive ways. You know, like if you found one person who's abusing the system that DHS is talking about, or even fuck, if you found a, a thousand people like that, would not come close to the amount of money that just gets handed out by having like tax cuts for companies that produce pipe for uh, for the gas company in, in Arizona. But they have good lobbyists. So, you know, and, and also they, they're stealing money in the sense that they're getting massive tax breaks. Uh, but, you know, you don't see it because it's just like uh, some asshole uh, CPA is putting a little thing down on paper, you know, steal a massive amount of money, focus on these people that are taking fuck all and who mostly by and large need it and who mostly by and large have their lives just, yeah, again, I, I went to, um, what is it? AZDEQ. I think it was, I went to one of these facilities once and experienced not personally, but I could see what it was like. Um, and with my ex-wife saw kind of like the process for, in this case, it was access for medical care. And you see these people in there and they're just like downtrodden and beaten down and they have to go through this horrible, humiliating, uh, just soul crushing thing to get a minimal amount of assistance, which they probably need. And also like the whole system, the way it's set up, uh, and I'm, I'm not a, uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps guy, but the way it's set up is that if you make past a certain amount of money, you lose all the assistance, which means there's actually a structural incentive not to make money. Because if you're in that position and you're getting that assistance, you're going to get punished if you start working hard and making more up until a point where, you know, like there's this big gap between where you're having, you're losing a lot versus where you're catching up. You taper it off instead. It's not that complicated. It's something you could easily do. And then, you know, there's a incentive to constantly work harder and make more money. Uh, there's also like, I, I was just seeing, and this is, this gets to the Democrats. I mean, I'm not trying to talk about politics today. The funny thing is I did not want to talk about, I, I can't not talk about fucking politics. It's a problem, but the Democrats have this idea of a federal jobs guarantee. Um, to get 100% employment, which on one hand, yeah, it's great. Um, I like the idea, but at the same time, and again, we are a very wealthy society. If somebody wants to just sit at home and I, I, I use video games as kind of like the, uh, although there are people that play video games, they're on Twitch and they make shit tons of money from it. But imagine somebody's just totally non-productively sitting at home playing video games, nothing to society. We're wealthy enough that we can absorb that. And the reason that I think we should is because giving that person the ability to, in air quotes, take advantage, gives some artist the ability to live, you know, not like a extravagant life, but live a sort of subsistence life, comfortable enough and make art. It gives a poet the ability to do that. It gives writers the ability to do it. It gives entrepreneurs, people who want to start a new company, the ability to not have to sit there and, you know, just be like beaten down constantly and constantly stressed about like, am I going to be able to cover healthcare this month? Am I going to be able to cover people's salaries? Can I pay myself? Um, you know, I, I mean, I think about for myself again, 
not the amount of privilege that like the Trumps had or the Bezoses or you know, whoever, um, Bill Gates, but compared to a lot of people, enough privilege that I could go off on my own and start something and keep going without, you know, totally imploding. Yeah, it, which is not to say that financially I've not suffered quite a bit from it, but I've not been like out on the street. Uh, there are a lot of people who could not do that because they have no safety net. We have no structural safety net, or at least not a real one. And again, like you get to this thing where there, there's, it gets to this, always to the Republicans with the sort of, I'm a Christian conservative. Uh, you know, like, I, I don't know, fuck these people so much, but honestly, they come up with this bullshit and they're upset that people are making more money, you know, making more money. $600 a week, I think it was. Um, they're getting more money in assistance than they were when they were working. And the problem is not that they're getting so much, they're not getting like a fuck ton of money on assistance. They're getting paid fuck all. You know, that's the thing. I, I know there are a lot of people who are sort of boomers and they have this nostalgic idea like, oh, I remember when I was going to college, I worked a summer job and I paid for my school. Yeah, you worked a summer job maybe 20, maybe even 40 hours a week. I know people who are baristas today, I literally talked to one yesterday. She works something like 50 to 60 hours a week just to scrape by. And she works at Dutch Brothers, which is not like a complete shithole in terms of what they pay and their benefits. And she has another job just so that she can scrape by. It's just like, you look at this and it's like, it's not the same fucking thing. And if you do that, you're still probably, you know, you, you could easily accumulate a shit ton of money in student loans that you're going to be paying for God knows how long, especially if you're not, if you're not going to do some kind of work that pays a shit ton of money. And even if you are, like, imagine you're going into law. There are a lot of people who go into law, which you think of as a kind of high paying profession, like, okay, it's high paying if you become a partner after many years. Early on, you know, you're kind of getting fucked over, not paying, you're not getting paid that much. Uh, and you're doing a lot of work for, uh, it's kind of shitty. I know a lot of people who've gone through law school became lawyers and then kind of said, fuck this. Uh, yeah, because it's such a shitty position. But you end up with crap tons of student loans. And the thing is, like, we do need lawyers. We do need a lot. It gets to this whole thing where, like, everybody is kind of, I don't know, beating each other up, trying to just scrape by and, you know, focusing on making so much money, focusing on, uh, you know, getting, I mean, I, I have mixed feelings about Patreon, for example. I, I pay people, well, you know, small subscriptions on Patreon who I, I really like the content that they make. And it's good. I love the fact that this exists. I love the fact that people can do it and, uh, you know, have kind of, yeah, a nice productive life and they get to do stuff that's interesting and cool. People like it and all of this. But at the same time, you know, this is one of these cases where, and I think it's a big problem just in general in Silicon Valley and kind of startups, the government is not doing something basic that we should just have, which is again, you know, 
covering minimal subsistence life for everyone. And because they're not doing it, people have to kind of beg and plead. And the winners, the people who, you know, like have a popular YouTube channel and have a Patreon that gets a shit ton of subscribers, these guys make a decent living. But there are so many other people, and many of them produce good content, and many of them don't want to produce content, and they just want to be like at home doing whatever projects they're interested in doing, or they want to go to school and get educated and do research or something else that doesn't merit, uh, by most people's definitions, paying them every month. Those people get completely fucked over. I have, and I have so many friends who got PhDs in physics, and many of them have student loans now because of that, and they couldn't get a research job. And these are not people who want to be on camera. These are not people who want to do this stuff. And even if they did, you know, you have thousands of people for every one person who is successful at it. You have so much stuff where, and I mean, back to being an entrepreneur, it's great if you want to make something and sell it and go through that process, but not everybody should do that. Not every, I don't, I'm not going to say necessarily that not everybody can. You could probably, almost anyone could figure something like that out. But the compromises you have to make, the stuff you have to do to do it, um, it's, not, it's not something that we should be expecting everybody to do. And it is a disease in our society that so many things are structurally set up to do that, or the, to require that, frankly. So anyway, I think with that, uh, I'm going to have to break because uh, I have a meeting coming up. Coming up. Is yeah, yeah. Anyway, constraints of reality. Um, I will be back next week, and uh, I hope you didn't mind this. As always, did not even scrape the surface of the thing that I wanted to talk about. So I will, uh, I will have to lay that till next time. If this was a class, we would get through like one lecture in four or five uh, periods. It's kind of crazy, um, but. Progress will be made. Um, not that there's any specific goal. And this is a thing also, like if I, uh, I don't know, for what I'm doing, if, I, if this was a class, you'd probably rightly ask for your money back. The cool thing here is that you're not giving me money so I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, yeah. But anyway, with that, thank you very much. Uh, I always appreciate it. And uh, say chin.